Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today I'm going to be talking about how to control aphids in the veggie patch organically. So first off, I must apologize for not um, publishing an episode um, on schedule. I was hoping to do monthly. Uh, Last month we all got very, very sick. Um, So we, uh, I couldn't talk basically. Um, and then when I had scheduled to, um, sit here and record the podcast, my daughter had a fall at kindy and cracked her head open. So she was home with me for a little while, um, while she recovered from that. Um, so anyway, I am back and I've got an episode today that I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, aphids. So I thought we'd just get stuck in. Uh, This year, aphids were pretty insane for us. Um, Not not garden-wide, but in a few areas, we had some really, really huge epidemics of aphids in our veggie patch. Uh, And I know a lot of people had similar issues. And for me, I know the reason why I had them where I had them. And it was just overall lack of um, planning and management. Um, of them. So I just wanted to talk to you guys about some of the strategies that we use um, throughout the garden that do keep them in check. Um, So the first one is a sacrificial plant. So whenever I see a plant that is showing those signs of aphids, I actually don't do anything. Um, It's a strategy to, to hopefully get some beneficial insects in to come and sort them out. So obviously, if your entire garden is infested um, with aphids, then you may want to cut your losses um, and maybe just leave at least one plant to get those beneficials to show up and start bringing things into balance. Um, But that's been a pretty good strategy for us. Um, Usually I find if I leave things, um, nature sort of comes in and sorts it out and puts it into balance. Um, To help with this, though... um, there is a need for planting more flowers. So I don't believe that there's a flower or a plant that actually repels aphids, contrary to some old wives' tales you hear out there. Um, And I have tried some of those, but what I think works is providing food and shelter for those beneficial insects. So planting more flowers is is a really good um, strategy for this because um, it serves the purpose of um, food, so like the, the nectar-seeking um, insects um, will have food and also it gives a bit of shelter for them as well. So we always interplant flowers in our garden amongst the veggies. Um, not only does it, it look pretty, um, it does serve that purpose of providing the food and shelter for the ladybugs, the lacewings and parasitic wasps. So insects that aphids um that feed on aphids include the ladybug larvae, um, so your lacewing larvae, um, parasitic wasps, hoverfly larvae. So it's really about getting a good balance of um, bugs um, in your garden. Uh, We most commonly see ladybug um, in our garden um, and it keeps the aphid populations pretty in check. So if you're not keen on wasting space on flowers, and I get that if you've got not much space to grow veggies at all, um, perhaps just allowing some of your edibles to do the full cycle. So in the quest of neat and tidy gardens um, and perhaps the limit of space, um, we often tend to harvest things before the plant is fully finished. Um, So I find letting the plants go their full cycle um, 
it helps with um, giving that food and shelter to a range of beneficial insects. Um, and at the end of it, you actually get seeds, so you're not wasting your time. Some seeds are edible, but you know, if you can get that self-seeding going in your garden, it actually saves you more time in the long run. So another strategy is to um, just take things into your hands a little bit in terms of um, limiting the number of mothers. So I don't know if that's the official name that you call them, but if you look at aphid colonies, um, what you'll see is like the bunch of little dots, the aphids, but then you'll see ones that have wings that don't really look like the others. So these are actually the egg layers and they're the ones that spread it around your garden. So they can lay thousands of eggs really quickly. Um, which is why you can see these populations of aphids double overnight if you're not onto it. Um, so I find by just when the aphids sort of start to show up, if I can just get in and squish some of those mothers, um, that helps keep it in under control and it evens the, lay, the playing field. Well, for us, not necessarily the aphids. The other thing is to keep an eye on the ants. So ants aren't necessarily bad for the garden. They can help with pollination. Um, they can clean up things for you um, but the downside is they are amazing sap sucking insect farmers and they will furiously protect their crops so aphids being one of their favorites along with all of the scales um, and things like that so they're usually the first thing that you you spot before the bad guys particularly with scale I find um, and they they are just, you know, they're protecting these insects so that they can um, harvest the excretion, the, the honeydew that the aphids um, excrete as they're feeding on the plants. So in situations where you can control it, I know it's a bit harder in a big veggie patch, um, it's a good idea to try and keep them away from your plants. Um, and the sort of number one way to do that is moisture. So it's probably the easiest way. Um, they don't like things wet so if you can keep them away maybe if you've got um, a raised bed or something and things that are you know, touching it where they can climb um, maybe move those away and things like that so one thing that we've tried um, this year is buying in beneficial insects so we've only just done this recently and I'm still sort of waiting for the results of how of the outcome of this um, so what we did was we um, purchased some lacewing eggs. Um, basically, it's not an insect that we see a lot in our garden. Um, and we've just bought them the eggs and they've hatched and they're starting to feed on the aphids. We're hoping that they will stick around and breed. We've not seen any direct effect to the, the current aphid populations but um, they're definitely in there you can see them they they seem to they're like body collectors they the, the larvae walk around with all of these dead aphids on their back so they're really interesting to watch but um, I don't think it's a solution um, in terms of buying a stack of bugs and thinking bam they're gone um, but it is a good solution if you're not seeing any good bugs around your garden um, and you want to sort of start start the ball rolling, um, then I think it could be a good solution. Um, keep in mind, you do have to provide that food and shelter for the adults. It's usually the larvae that eat the aphids. The adults will stick around if there's the flowers and, and um, 
the protection that they need. So if you've got a windy spot that with no no protection, they're probably just gonna fly away as soon as they're big enough. The other thing is really just getting your plants healthy. One thing that is truly amazing about plants and it really astounds me all the time is that if they're healthy they will withstand most pest attacks um, and bounce back and so this goes back to just getting us all right making sure it's full of organic matter compost 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 worm castings um, and just making sure that it includes everything that the plant needs so if a plant is struggling um, already before the aphid attack it's not it's not got a chance so making sure that you're keeping your plants super healthy is really key um, to to avoiding an epidemic that's going to wipe everything out I also find they show up a lot when um, I overplant. that's a big thing with aphids they they do like that protection just like the beneficials ex uh, how they like their um, low exposure to the to the elements. So you usually find aphids under a leaf um, as opposed to sitting on top of it. Um, so usually it's a shady spot that you find them um, in a garden that's overcrowded. I find them in the aquaponics where we've got shade over the top. Um, we get loads of aphids in there sometimes. Um, so just have a look at opening the area up. So even if it's just um, trimming a few branches and allowing more sun and elements to come in to those areas, that's going to help you um, limit them wanting to stick around, essentially. The last thing that we use in our garden is a eco oil. So we make our own. Um, but having said that, we only spray when things are really, really bad. So I'd rather pull the plant and give it to the chickens over spraying. Um, but if it's on a crop that is particularly precious to me, I will go and spray. Um, and the reason is that any spray, organic or otherwise, is going to affect your beneficials. So it's always a last, last resort for us. Um, we don't want to spray and kill our ladybug larvae or our lacewing larvae. Um, we want them in our garden to help us. Um, so we just use a homemade one. Um, we have a DIY recipe that I use with things that I just find in the kitchen. Don't love us have access that to that in my community, um, but there's heaps around. You can sort of Google and find one that's gonna work for you, or you can just buy the commercial brands as well. So I hope that helps in your mission to conquer aphids in your garden. I think the key really is about balance. And I know I probably say that a lot, um, but it's really about remembering that your garden is an entire ecosystem and that it's just helping things get balance um, to ensure that there's enough for everyone. So I hope that helps. Um, definitely. If you've got any questions or comments, um, sing out. I'm on the socials. Um, head over to the website, loveofdirt.com.au and say hello. I've got lots of videos over there on YouTube, um, lots of blogs that you can sort of check out as well as the notes from this particular podcast. Anyway, until next time, I hope that I um, keep up my schedule again. Um, hopefully there's no kids falling on their faces for the next few, few months. 
crossing my fingers and toes. Um, and we will speak to you soon. See you next time, guys. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes, or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.